Hello and welcome to the Star City Culture Committee. Today, we're talking about how much we miss live music. Jenna, how much do you miss live music? So much. So, so much. It's, it's pretty ridiculous that we've gone this long with almost nothing. Until today. Until today. That's right. You thought this was just a podcast? Well, you're wrong, because the Wildwoods are here. Noah and Chloe Ghosts. They're coming to talk about everything they've done as a band and perform two songs for us. We're excited. They put out a new single called Like My Old Man in January, and they play it here for us live today in the studio. And it's a lot of fun. (laughs) They've got a lot of really interesting things to talk about. Uh, They're both incredible musicians, and we were lucky enough to be graced with their sounds today. So, Jenna, you ready for live music? I think I'm ready. Let's get into (laughs) it. (laughs) Hello, friends. My name is Noah Ghost, and I play in the Wildwoods. I'm Chloe Ghost, and I also play in the Wildwoods. And we are the Wildwoods. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. So are you guys um, just, is it just you guys, or do you have a larger band, and does that band kind of rotate members, or how does it work? Um, Well, so Chloe and I are like the core of the Mm -hmm. group. Um, We perform a lot, just the two of us, uh, but we also have a full band. Um, Not really rotating members, although we have had a lot of members in the past. Um, our lineup right now, um, Andrew Baglis on bass, he's played with us um, since we were in high school, so he's, he's been with us for, for like five or years or so now. Mm-hmm. Um, we got Jack Rodenberg on keys, Harrison Eldorado on drums, we got Noah Pinkman, my brother-in-law, Chloe's, Chloe's brother mm-hmm. on electric guitar. Um, and that's it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my brother started with us when we were all like pre-high school actually um we were in eighth grade and he started playing with us and then we kind of added the rest of the guys towards the end of high school i would say we used to play with um a drummer and his wife nate morris and michelle bartos but they over the pandemic they just got kind of crazy and yeah michelle played michelle played cello yeah for us but, yeah. Uh, mm. yeah but yeah so <laughs> how many years total have you guys been doing this uh, Since 2012. Yes. When we wow. Nine, started. Nine years. <laughs> but we don't like to tell people that. <laughs> it didn't sound that good then. Yeah, <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> How old were y'all then? Um, 14. 14, wow. yes. Gotcha. We graduated eighth grade in 2012. Wow. And <laughs> started the band up right away. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so you guys are married now. So. Yes. Indeed. I think so. You think so? Yeah. <laughs> if, if everything is how you perceive it. Oh, yeah. um, how does that kind of influence the songwriting? Like, you guys have been together for however long, but uh, how does that influence the songwriting, and does it, like, inspire the songwriting? Huh? Well, I'll let Noah go in, because he writes most of the songs. Mm, okay. Yeah, so I don't know. Um, it's definitely... Um, made it easier to work on music you know oh sure we're of course you know together all the time (laughs) um and i don't know usually i'll just write a song bring it to chloe say chloe what do you think of this and she'll like hold up a score (laughs) um and you know we'll we'll just kind of sit through and kind of work some things out and maybe change this this and that um and then we'll usually go back at harmonies and then we'll arrange some string parts and then sometimes arrange parts for for the rest of the rest of the group but yeah i would say yeah. it's it's kind of nice uh working on the songs first just the two of us um since mm. we perform both ways anyway and it makes uh practices and rehearsals really efficient because we have like everything mm. laid out that we want to do and then we just bring it to the guys and they add their little flair to everything <laughs> um but like lyric wise and what the songs are about I think it started off mostly like love songs and <laughs> cheesy cheesiness. But <laughs> when we started touring and we started meeting new people and having all these new experiences, that's when the songwriting kind of shifted gears a little bit. Yeah. Those things. So. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like, yeah, a lot of our songs now 
um, incorporate events that we've encountered, either while mm. traveling or just, you know, things happening here. Of course, not a lot has happened in the past year. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, either that or, you know, inspired by people we've met while touring. And yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. I try. We try to pull inspiration from all, all walks of life. So. Have you guys been able to do a few things here and there since the pandemic hit or? Yeah. 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 You know, it's been really weird because just the other day, you know how Facebook does those like memory things. Mm. Yes. We did our first live stream for COVID. It was like almost a year ago. This was like a couple days ago. (laughs) Yeah. And when everything started, like we had never really, we had done a couple of live streams here and there. Um, but it wasn't like a regular thing at all. So when COVID started, we did a lot more live streaming on our mm-hmm. Facebook page. Um, and that's been good. And over the summer, we had a lot of outdoor gigs when everything was going on outside. But nothing really indoors, which is sad. Yeah, not, not too much during during winter times. Yeah. But So you said it was like a few days ago that you did the first live stream? No, no. It was the... Well, yeah, a few days ago, a year of, ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So were you guys kind of like one of the first people to start doing that? That seems pretty pretty quick on in the pandemic. We had, I think, uh, like the day they announced everything was going into lockdown. Yeah. I think we were supposed to have a show. Oh, no. Yeah, I and don't remember what happened. They canceled the show, and I think we were like... Let's just do a live stream instead. Yeah. Oh, wow. And okay. We, we and I don't know like, if we were necessarily the first ones to do yeah, that. Yeah, sure. Definitely, like, before a lot of our other musician friends started doing that, I think we were yeah. before them. And we were, I remember jokingly being like, hopefully this will be able to be rescheduled for a couple weeks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. Here we are. Like how, <laughs> how we were all <laughs> thinking. Yeah. Yeah, because we were, right after that, then we were supposed to do, uh, um, two weeks in Colorado wow. with our full band. Oh. And of course, everything yeah. that hurts. got canceled. Yeah, yeah and our <laughs> summer tour, everything got canceled. So luckily, we had kind of some sporadic, like Chloe said, um, winery gigs. We like to play at all the wineries around yeah. here. Um, but yeah, I don't know. All of our, most of our favorite stuff got, got canceled, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. How many shows, or like how often, I guess, were you guys playing before COVID? So that's the that's another thing um, because <laughs> Noah and I are the type of people to definitely overbook our schedule. Yeah, <laughs> and we cannot say no to anybody. So we will take a gig no matter what if I, we can make it work. I think probably th- at least two times a week, sometimes three or four times. We we used yeah. to play wow. at Kincater every Thursday before oh, the okay. pandemic, so that was like our weekly. We had a residency get there on Thursday nights, gotcha. and then like every weekend was filled with stuff. Um, up until wow. then. I don't know how many gigs that is in a year, but... Yeah. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> so we find now that since our gigs are so sporadic now, we'll like be playing a song. I'll be like, oh no, I forgot the lyrics. <laughs> Usually that doesn't happen because before we'd basically just like be playing these songs all the yeah. time. Yeah. And now, I don't know, I feel like before every song I have to like, oh, what's what's that one? Oh, there, there, what's the harmony there? Oh, oh God. So, yeah. yeah, I don't know. And you still like... Now when we have live shows, like actually playing in front of real people, I find myself getting like nervous to be in front of a, a real <laughs> audience again because I feel like it's been so long since we've really had to do that. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely the saddest part. I feel like during all of our shows, I don't know if we talk too much, but like mm-hmm. that's a big part of the shows is like <laughs> definitely like talking mm-hmm. and like telling stories and like mm-hmm. trying to interact with the audience. Um, that's been kind of the worst part about these live streams is that people, of course, mm. like comment on stuff, but it's not like seeing somebody's face right. or yeah, seeing somebody, I don't know, their reaction to yeah, something yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You don't, I don't know, know if they think your jokes are funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's awkward to not have an audience to yeah. like feed off of. Yeah, yeah we yeah. just stop a song and <laughs> yeah. silence. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we played on a Lincoln Collins they started a LCTV with um, um, basement Beast, yeah, Basement Creators Network. Mm. We did that not last Thursday, but th- Thursday before. And uh, yeah, after we got done with every song, is just we just see the the host on the screen. They just be <laughs> smiling. <laughs> ah, man, I wish we were in front of people. Weird. But, yeah. 
So when they do that, uh, isn't that like in a studio somewhere? Or yes. Yeah, it's okay. at a Studio PH. With uh, that's Christopher Steffen's studio that he has, but I think that's where they used to do all the the basement creator really okay network stuff. But yeah, they got yeah, they, they got a super good setup. They in had it. switched it to the Storm Cellar to do the BCN. Oh yeah, but I think Christopher still brought all of, all of his like equipment there. Yeah, but it's it's cool because it's like this awesome studio, but it's just on the it's built in the side of his garage. Yeah. They, oh really? Yeah. They go all in. Yeah, he's he's got a cr- great setup in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. So when you did that for Lincoln Calling, was there anybody like in the studio or anything at least? Yeah, there were, well, not like an audience, but there yeah. were like tech people helping out. I think a total of maybe like five people. Yeah, there were a few people running <laughs> cameras and then yeah, people doing the engineering buttons and stuff. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, what's Have you guys played in front of like any sort of a crowd since the pandemic, like socially distanced? Or yeah, anything? definitely. Over the summer, we had a lot of outdoor gigs. Okay, yeah. Um, and I think it stopped maybe in October was our last mm. live show. Um, that was out at Glacial Till. Yeah, gosh. But oh, since gosh, then, no, we really haven't had any. Yeah, so it's been through the bit. winter. Yeah. Yeah. We did the... Uh, um, the lead center, oh, yeah. shine like a star. What is that thing called? Shine like oh, a star. I don't know. Uh, Students Spot, of the spotlight. Spotlight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We did one of. We we did one of those, um, and yeah, that was a lot of fun. But like I said, you know, I feel like you know a big part of the live show experience for me is being able to connect with the audience. But yeah. so that was a lot of fun. But once again, yeah. I don't know. I'm excited to get get in front of people. Yeah, and play again. How it seems to me that shows are starting to get booked and they're like on the verge of coming back. Yeah. So I guess maybe that's an outdoor thing. But how does it feel to you guys to see the light at the end of the tunnel? I guess. Good. You Feels know? great. Um, our, <laughs> um, assuming there's not going to be another like mutated version of COVID yeah. that comes out this summer. Our, <laughs> Our booking, down. our booking guy is working right now on a three-month-long tour, kind of going down down oh, south. Really? Yeah, but a lot of a lot of stuff around here also seems to be be kind of coming back. Kind of those outdoor stuff, a lot of the yeah, concert we, series. Well, we do actually have in a couple of weeks two indoor shows. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> I just realized that. But yeah, <laughs> so hopefully we'll be touring all summer long too. Um, wow. We've been getting booked, I think, like all of May, June, and then July through September is when we're going to be gone. But all of that's getting booked up wow. right now. So I, it's exciting, but also I'm kind of like, oh, my gosh, we're not going to have any more free time. Yeah. 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 It's back to that, like, busy all the time. Where are yeah. you guys going this summer? Um, yeah, I think you we're... more than I do. <laughs> uh, the route he's doing right now, we're just kind of going down into the southern states and then kind of making a loop back into Nebraska and we'll be home for a month um, playing just playing some gigs here I think we're playing Hub and Soul uh, mm. September 16th and then uh, and then I think we'll, we'll be going out to Colorado and some mountain states after that mm-hmm. but, nice yeah, yeah looking forward to it That's what, awesome. what kind of touring have you guys done in the past are you visiting anywhere new this time yes yes really sure. Tip, you know typically it seems um, we can't we've never really gone super far away like we've never been to like florida or california it seems like we've mm. past like five years we've kind of done the same route of wyoming colorado kansas missouri uh michigan, michigan mm. illinois ohio, ohio. <laughs> we're just kind of staying in the same like midwest circle yeah mm-hmm. and we've had to do that because um we've been in school so we're just touring on like oh, our okay. off time from school like spring break, fall break, and then the summer, of course. Um, but I we have gone far because we went to Europe for a month and toured there. But that's not like the same as driving around. And yeah. <laughs> How did that come about? So we just wanted to go to Europe and we're like what can we do how, how can oh we get there God. on the cheapest way? Yeah. So like I'm so jealous. That's so cool. <laughs> and unfortunately, we didn't like. It wasn't like we were playing every day. We had no. mm. one or two gigs booked at like every place we went. So I think we went to five different 
cities and um yeah five different countries or yeah five different countries and we've played at like we played at a couple bars in ireland wow. and then uh you know what so far concerts are yeah we did one of those in london um wow and then yeah so far concerts are so much fun we've done one in uh st louis and brooklyn too and those are just wow. like they always seem to just have like this built-in crowd that's like yeah, it's easy Definitely. for us because we don't have to like draw the people. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone's so friendly at those. That was kind of how it started, really, because we we played the so far in St. Louis, and then we did the one in Brooklyn, and there the person that booked us for that had connections in Europe. So I was like, okay, okay well, we really want to go to Europe, so let's try to make a little money while we go there too, and we were able to do that in our. Our budget was so low because we tried to stay. We didn't stay at hostels because we found Airbnbs that were cheaper mm. than that. Oh, wow. So it was yes. like $25 a night everywhere we stayed. Wow. They exist. Awesome. Your parents will be completely mortified yeah. if you show them these places. That's so funny. Uh, some of them were a little sketch, but yeah. some of them were great. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. So. What was your favorite place to play in Europe? Um, I think mine was London. We we did a couple shows in London, and we just met the most amazing people there, and most, we're still Facebook friends with them, so we can <laughs> oh, stay yeah. with them now when we go back. Oh, that's awesome. Um, but Ireland was pretty cool, too. Yeah, I think mine was Ireland. You know, um, we were told before we went there by some friends that have played there that said, oh, you know, Irish people are so much more respectful, like especially in bars mm. of live music happening. We were like, oh, I guess we'll see what happens when we go over there. And we we went to this bar. We played at this bar called The Spirit Store. And, yeah, right as we started playing, we were like, hello, everybody. We're the Wildwoods. We're going to play some songs for the next three or four hours. And, like, everybody just, whoo, conversation stopped. People just, like, turned their chairs. And they just wow. watched us the entire time. It was the craziest thing. Because usually, you know, here, I mean, people are respectful here. I'm not saying, you know, yeah. a bunch of, like, rude people live, live in the United States. But, um... <laughs> You know, in, in noisy bars here, you know, people will, you know, continue to have their conversations mm-hmm. yeah. as music happening. That why, that's why, or that's why you go into a bar and I feel like the music is just like blastingly loud. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, it's like a competition between yeah. the conversation mm-hmm. and the music. Everyone just keeps getting louder. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I don't know. Everybody was super attentive and just super friendly and just very inter- interactive when we played there. Yeah. So. I think I think all of our shows in Europe, everyone was pretty much like that. Just very attentive, almost like we were playing in a listening room. Mm. But, yeah. How long were you guys in Europe? Um, for a whole month. Oh wow! Yeah. And yeah. how many shows did you play? I think we played seven shows. Seven. So. Yeah, we tried to at least do a couple in every country we went to. Nice. And we didn't spend very many days in each country. Maybe like three or four days. Yeah. Um, but mainly our biggest worry was uh, transportation across every single country that we're going to (laughs) because we like being from lincoln that like public transportation i mean you can take the bus but we have cars so we don't really need to do that yeah yeah we we had these train passes and it was like any train it was just like already covered by these passes that we like saved up for and bought Mm. and um I think I, like, thought that that meant, like, we could just hop on any train, and there we go. But there were so many instances where we, like, got on a train, and they were like, show me your ticket. I don't know, some some German. We're like, what? We got this. And they would just, like, shake their head, like, point at at the door, and we just have to, like, stand in the doorway of the train. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. We made it, though. Yeah. And I feel like we have mastered public transportation now. (laughs) And this is so crazy because when we went to New York to play, we were Mm. afraid of taking the public transportation there (laughs) because we thought we would get lost. So we just Ubered everywhere. But then when we went to Europe, I'm like, we can't afford this. So we we have to take the public transportation. We were much more broken. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you learn to ask for help. And yeah, people are really nice and show you where to go and everything. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot. We got a lot of. We definitely met a lot of people that inspired stories and mm. that inspired songs and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. But yeah, is a lot of your writing like storytelling based? I, it seems like a lot of my favorite like acoustic songwriters always have that cool like uh, narrative 
woven into their songs. Yeah. Um, I feel like we write more stories that happen to ourselves Mm -hmm. and things that are inspiring to us versus like stories about like other people. Sure. And we have, we have a few songs that are, are like that, but yeah, I don't know. It's weird. I feel like it's different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Always. But yeah. I don't know. I definitely feel like uh, with the new songs we've been doing, it's stories about experiences that we've gone through. Really? But the older stuff, um, not really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just like cheesy love songs. Yeah. <laughs> but that that um, tells a lot more of the different experiences and new things we've been doing mm-hmm. as we get older. Um yeah. Older, we're yeah. not that old. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But... Older than before. That's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Do you guys have certain artists that you think you sound a lot like, or that you're inspired by? Um, yeah, we're super inspired by um, Gillian Welch and David Rollins. Are definitely, I feel like we're inspired by them more so than anybody else. But um, songwriting wise, definitely people like Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, Joni Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Um, Milk Carn Kids is some, some modern folk. Um, Carol King. I don't know. Carol King. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Anything we're listening to, you know, we listen to a lot of jazz. I feel like some of our music has has kind of a jazzy vibe to it. I feel, I don't know. Just anything we're into at the moment, I I feel like kind of is encapsulated by yeah. our songwriting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. Um. You guys mentioned you were students. What are yeah. you guys studying right now? Um, I'm studying music composition. Okay, over that's what at I the thought. music school. Yeah, we're in our last semester. Though. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. doing psychology. Oh, nice. I was a music major, but I switched. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Yeah. What? What spurred the change? Um, I don't want to say anything bad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, the music school is great. It's just it's it's very intense. Yeah, I would say. that's and, fair. Um, my I play violin in my style of playing. I love classical music, but it's not something that I want to do for my career. So mm. a lot of the string players there are going to either become professors or um, play in an orchestra, professional sure. orchestra, when they graduate. And although I love doing that, uh, this folk music stuff is what I'm more interested in. So I got my music minor, and then I <laughs> now I'm a psychology major, and I have more time to focus on our music than I yeah. did Yeah, so that's yeah. cool. Yeah, and you guys have been together since eighth grade. Yeah, yes. that's so crazy. <laughs> yes. Wow. I asked <laughs> Chloe to be my girlfriend over text. Oh. <laughs> on like a middle phone. phone or something. Yeah, middle nice. middle school me thought I was slick. Oh but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, hey, it's slick it. enough, I guess. It worked out. <laughs> what can I say, huh? Um, so what has it been like like learning more about music? I'd imagine you learned a ton from middle school until college studying music specifically. How has that kind of influenced your music? I think if you just listen to what our first album sounded like <laughs> compared to what our newest one sounds like, uh you can definitely tell we know a lot more music theory yeah. and stuff like that. I feel like um, we probably learned the most, though, about music from our first semester in music school here on campus. Um, but yeah, you know, I try... You say? Or were you not finished? Yeah, no, go ahead. <laughs> I, tr- I try not to let kind of um, this stuff I've learned as a music composition major, I try not to let it affect my folk songwriting too much. That's kind of what I was wondering. Yeah, just because, you know, over there, I'm writing a lot of jazz stuff, Yeah, you know, a lot of string quartets, you know, wind quintets, kind of this either jazz or classically based stuff. Mm-hmm. And when I've tried to br- bring it into kind of the folk songwriting, there are just these complexities that exist in that that just like don't work. For a live performance but i feel like yeah. in terms of like like oh you know this you know um chord or accidental would fit you know very <laughs> well within this you know i feel like you know it's definitely made figuring out harmonies mm. and arranging string parts and stuff for the songs um 
easier just kind of learn. yeah I feel like the stuff we learn at music school like um there's a lot of rules that you have to follow when writing music or arranging music and then they teach you how to kind of break those rules a little bit mm. but with like the folk music that we do you don't I mean we don't think of like those complex like things that you're not supposed to do the rules you're not supposed to break when arranging music together yeah when I'm when I'm writing like the, the classical or the jazz stuff, I feel like it's a super intense, like, oh, Jesus, <laughs> this has to go here. But writing for Wildwoods, you know, I try to make it much more laid back, much more not, not I mean, just not stressful at all. And I don't know, try to, try to you know, write words and melody simultaneously. But, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, I've <laughs> never thought about that question before. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I mean, it yeah. is true. I feel like there's a lot more feeling, um, feeling what you're thinking and stuff when we're writing the folk music. Yeah. Not so it's by the book. Yeah. What kind of, what is it that makes you want to keep coming back to that folk music? Hmm. I think seeing, seeing how people have, seeing how people react and mm. seeing, you know, more and more people come to shows and just, We've just met so many great people um, from just, you know, of course, the music scene here in town or, you know, from from touring and traveling. And, yeah, I don't know, just kind of this this community of people um, that we've we've met and have surrounded ourselves with has, at least for me, been been my favorite part. Yes, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what specifically attracts us to folk music opposed to other forms of music i mean we love like Volpec and like other really? <laughs> other stuff like that not just like acoustic guitar and violin all the time yeah. but, but yeah. i think there's like some uh, there's a very human aspect you could say it's just like very raw mm-hmm. folk music yeah. sounding um very naturey. yeah no, and that's like know. that's like something that is clear when we're in the studio recording music it's like if we're trying to do a vocal take it doesn't have to be exactly perfect because that's mm-hmm. People like to hear like the human in your voice. You don't want to sound like a completely auto-tuned robot. So. <laughs> yeah, there's a moment in Gillian Welch's album Revelator where she just like clears her throat in the middle of the song. <laughs> I'm like, that is amazing. Yeah, I want to so have the power to do this someday. <laughs> oh man, but yeah. Um, do you see yourselves branching out into anything else in the future? Or? Is so, it kind of folk for the foreseeable? Well, we have we, we kind of did a little bit, um, but we stopped just because we've been really busy. Mm. Yeah, we but. have <laughs> we d- we did this uh, group for a little bit um, called No Motion Picture that was kind of like more <laughs> on the funkier, jazzier side. And on my Instagram page, I used to do these things um, all the time called Insta Jams, mm. where I kind of invite different musicians. Um, to come on. Paul did one. Really? Um, Miles Jesnowski came on to do one. Jack Rodenberg, uh, who plays in our band now, came to do one. Harrison Eldorado, Andrew, Andrew Bagels, lots of these people <laughs> just kind of um, came and played for them. And, you know, those kind of started out as just like, you know, a fun songwriting exercise. Oh, let's see what I can write in 10 minutes or what one minute song I can write in 10 minutes. And then, you know, I was like, oh, well, let's just, let's just record this. It'll be fun. So, and they were all kind of, you know, funkier, kind of mm-hmm. like we said, that bull pecky vibe. Yeah, and definitely then, uh, not folk. Definitely <laughs> not, yeah. Or did I say folky? You said funky. Oh, gotcha, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we did one full song, released it on Spotify, um, made a little video for it. But then, I don't know. Yeah, nothing else happened to it. Yeah. We had like eight or nine songs for it. But, yeah, oh, it's wow. just, it's hard to get together with the, those guys that play for those during covid mm-hmm. yeah definitely yeah. yeah especially like recording because you would write it in like 10 minutes and then we would all record it right away in like this tiny space in our old apartment but <laughs> now we can't really do that right <laughs> yeah crazy <laughs> jack um, rodenberg was actually our first guest on this podcast yeah jack lives right? across the street from us I think so yeah. yeah jack lives across the street from us in one house over and uh, yeah. I don't know. We've we've been good friends with Jack for 
for a bit, but does he yeah. mow his lawn? No, absolutely not. <laughs> How tall is his grass? He doesn't well, have any grass. No, it's just oh. a big garden. Really? Yeah. yeah. That's cool. His front Which and is... backyard is just, I mean, and he knows what everything is. Like, it looks wild, but he can, like, walk you through it and point to what everything is. I would definitely do what he's doing um, if we owned our house, but we just rent mm-hmm. this little house. So we, we do have to mow, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> we had a big, We our entire backyard, basically, was our garden over the summer. But, uh, yes, we still got to mow the front yard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we do have, like, a non-gas or electric mower we've like it's just like one of those old push mowers oh Here you go. yeah like <laughs> just one of the spinny ones yeah right. that's it. like an it's... acoustic mower <laughs> an acoustic oh, yeah. mower an analog mower yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's really cool so that makes it at least a little more interesting yeah and we never have to pay for gas for, an, for a mower so yeah that's yeah. true yeah. it works out <laughs> Um, so you guys mentioned it was hard to get things going during COVID, obviously, but you did manage to put out a single in January. Yeah. So do you guys want to tell us about that? Sure. Um, yeah, the single is called, um, Like My Old Man, not Unlike My Old Man, Like My Old Man. (laughs) And it's, I guess, just, uh, about nature and, um, being kind to nature being one with nature <laughs> and i don't know just realizing that we all came from from uh we all came from from nature we're all in this together and uh yeah i don't know sounds very hippie <laughs> yeah, that's okay though i think we were really inspired uh when we moved into so at the very beginning of the pandemic we moved into the house across the street from jack and before that we were living in a garden level apartment um, so we did not have any outdoor space and mm. it just felt very, we were very enclosed in like the building and it wasn't, it wasn't fun. But <laughs> when we moved into the house, we had like all this outdoor space to do gardening and plant flowers. So after we had started doing all that, then we, um, we took a trip to Michigan be- for our anniversary and Noah's family owns like a little cabin there so that's where we stayed and we just wrote some music and sang some songs together then and that's when you wrote like my old man and oh, i think yeah. it was very <laughs> inspired by all the like gardening that we were doing and being outside yeah nice how'd you go about recording it then uh we recorded it um you know we tried to record it on our on our own yeah you know? <laughs> we've recorded many projects for people at our house um Dean Dalton just put out an EP a little bit ago. Um, Grace Volkmer just put out an EP that we recorded. But I feel like, oh, I'm going to turn that off. <laughs> Whenever we were trying to record something ourselves, the process is just way too long. Well, we're, we're way too self-critical of ourselves. Definitely. Mm. So I hate recording um, Chloe, even though she always sounds beautiful. But I especially <laughs> hate recording myself because I just think I'm a terrible... <laughs> singer every time I try to set in front of a microphone. So, um, yeah, we we decided to go. Um, do you know um, Ben Broden at ARC Studio in Omaha? I know ARC, but not Ben. Yeah, Ben is the house engineer. Okay, um, gotcha. At ARC, and we've done. We did two of our albums, or two albums and an EP there, um, throughout the past few years. And he just started a studio in his basement. Oh, wow. And I say basement, but he, like, completely transformed his basement into a full-on full on studio. He's got a vibraphone down there, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a uh, uh, Hammond and a Leslie. Oh. And, we were, and so we asked if we could come record one song at ARC, but he was like, you can do the same exact thing. It'll sound just as good if you just come to my basement. Really? And record. <laughs> yeah, so we went there, and we we were there for, like, three hours. It yeah, really it fast. was the fastest wow. song we've ever recorded, and we were we were like planning to be there all day. Yeah. But so we did. You know, we laid down. Um, I recorded two guitars, my uh, Collins Dreadnought, which has a crack in it right now, which is why I just brought this guy. <laughs> and then uh, this this guitar also recorded, so it was double guitar track. And then we did some harmonies, Chloe's violin, and then Ben put um, both Hammond organ and a vibraphone on it. Just because I think vibraphone is like the prettiest sounding instrument I've ever yeah. heard in my life. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, and then he got the mix to us the next day. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. He, he he kills it. Ben That's is, awesome. Ben's amazing. Yeah, I think it's really important <laughs> when you find a good audio engineer that you really mm. like working with. And when we recorded our full band Wildwoods albums with Ben, he kind of took on a little bit of a producer role. Mm. So Yeah, we were So he would like I don't I feel like it's hard when we record at home because we're always like, Oh that sounds terrible. But Ben is like sitting there behind the mixing board and assuring us when things are like he's like okay next take that one's great we're not gonna do it again yeah ARC is an amazing place because you know it's like very um um oh my gosh what's what I'm looking for it's very accessible to you know musicians to record of course you know every time we record there we've had to save up you know from merch and just Mm -hmm. you know save up from gig money in general to record there Mm -hmm. um but super high quality and when we were recording I think it was across the Midwest sky. Ben was like, you guys got to be quiet. <laughs> Phoebe Bridgers and Connor Oberst are recording in Studio A. Oh, really? So <laughs> I like, was going to ask. Yeah, so we were That's insane. We were like making some coffee in the kitchen and like yeah. Phoebe Bridgers comes out <laughs> and she's like she's like, "Hey guys." This was wow. like what? This was like before I even knew who Phoebe Bridgers was cuz it was like I don't know, I hadn't heard wow. any of her solo stuff before. Yeah. And I didn't know she was like like a famous person, so yeah. we just like talked a little bit. Yeah, I'd only cool. I'd only ever yeah. listened to the Boy Genius stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. at that yeah. point, but did uh, did they do better, better Oblivion Community Center at ARC? Yes. I don't. Oh, I, I don't think they recorded everything. No, oh, some of it though. No, I think it was. She told us that day what it was. <laughs> I think it was <laughs> like so just certain oh. tracks of something, okay. unless it was just like the um, demos that they were recording there, which it might have been. Yeah, I don't know, but then Connor was also there, <laughs> and like we always joke with our, wow. our friend Andy, because like Connor Oberst like walked in and he was like going the other direction. He's like, "Hey guys," and That's our insane. bass player Andy just goes. <laughs> <laughs> and then when he left the room, Andy's two piece like, signs. I don't know why I've, I did that. I've never done that in my life. <laughs> <laughs> he is so embarrassed. Oh my That's funny. Oh man. That's yeah. <laughs> Perks of recording at ARC, I, I guess. guess. I guess yeah. so, yeah. That's funny. Crazy, yeah. <laughs> was the like initial quarantine time when everybody was off work, uh, like really, I guess, productive time for you guys, creativity, creatively, like writing songs wise, or? Yeah, um, you know, luckily we, uh, so like for our main source of income, we teach private music lessons. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and so all of that had to move over to Zoom. Yeah. And we did lose some students that, especially the younger ones, it's just impossible to do mm-hmm. Zoom with like yeah. a four or five year old trying to play <laughs> piano when they have like drum sounds on their keyboard, which I can't blame them. <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd be doing the same thing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I guess that def- not having to go to our places where we would teach and kind of losing some students, I guess, gave us some extra time to work on music and to, you know, just do yeah. creative stuff. Yeah, and... I think we were really productive in those first few months, um, mostly because I don't think we thought it was going, we didn't never thought this would be going on still now. Mm. So we were just like, okay, in May, everything's going to be back to normal. And we were just still in that routine of like doing stuff all the time. So we we wrote a lot of songs. We, we recorded, we released that um, beautiful Nebraska cover that we did and we like filmed a video or put a video together for that we released another cover song of country roads and then made a couple videos for that and put it out on youtube um yeah yeah i don't know after or i'm sorry no go ahead after a while um i feel like that kind of turned sour because you know school i guess i forgot to mention this but like school you know got canceled basically you know mm-hmm. everything went online but really there was far less involved for the rest of the semester um to do for for school at least for for me there was because um, everybody was trying to figure out a way to do, yeah. do stuff um you know a lot of these music professors they were like i think having a really tough time trying to figure out how to do things i imagine um so a lot of school time got cut in half, so we also had that time to be doing stuff. But I don't know, after a while, after like a month or two, I feel like we did kind of get burnt out. And, you know, I think lyrics are definitely 
for me at least the hardest part of songwriting and just kind of the lack of experience and interaction from people was I think making it hard to write songs be inspired to... by things like we're just with each other all the time in our house not going anywhere so <laughs> yeah. there's nothing to create new. yeah I don't know yeah that makes sense yeah well cool I I personally over here i'm hungry to hear some music oh yes. nice okay sure. you guys sure. maybe want to get into it now yeah, yeah sure. cool Taught me how to live 
Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> I played a wrong chord in there, though. I will say. I, I don't know. <laughs> nice. Okay. If you guys didn't hear it, then, then I feel good about it. Oh, man. We could do a... Uh... Yeah, that's the one I was thinking, too. Ooh. This one we actually wrote um, in Europe. Oh, wow. When we were in France. Yeah, we... Uh, um, once again, it was one of our $25 a night Airbnbs. <laughs> and most of the places had worked out. They were like maybe kind of in sketchy areas, but the people around them were like a lot of fun and very kind. Um, we stayed in this place in Paris that was like 45 minutes outside of Paris. And it was really sketchy around this place. The Airbnb looked really nice on the inside. I think they knew they were kind of scamming people a little bit, I don't know. <laughs> um, but we met some locals and they were like, don't leave at night, stay yeah. in. And that would have been fine if we were like in Paris and like taking like Ubers right up to the door, but we we were taking the bus everywhere mm. and the closest bus stop was half a mile away. Oh from yeah. <laughs> so unfortunately, we, we had to walk to the bus to get to the train. Yeah. To take us to the train. <laughs> and then, then it was like 45 minutes from there. Yeah, so unfortunately we didn't get to uh, see much of Paris at night, so we just stayed in and worked on some music and yeah, this song came out of being in Paris. But. Yeah. <laughs> it's what we hoped Paris would have been like <laughs> yeah I know okay well thanks Holding hands, laughing about love 
tried to like yeah, I, I also did, I did not notice, notice yeah. that you forgot the lyrics so okay. <laughs> it, it's a little nervous was it fine <laughs> yeah you sounded great okay I was truly incredibly impressed by both of those songs oh, yeah, thank you. Same. it's incredible how you guys can make such a huge sound out of just two people mm -hmm. thank you that's really thank cool you. That we is... often feel like we don't really really <laughs> yeah we, that's, we always try to come up with ways to not be so quiet yeah, <laughs> we bought an octave pedal. Oh, really? For Chloe to use yes. for her violin. That's pretty cool. Um, I haven't really been able to use it yet, though. Yeah, <laughs> we bought it like right before quarantine happened. <laughs> sometimes we use like a kick drum, mm. um, but I don't know. Sometimes that takes away the intimacy of yeah. you know, smaller shows. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. get that. I like how it sounds so quiet and small but yet there's so much to it you know? mm -hmm. thank, nice. you. thank you so much yeah, yeah i appreciate that good stuff well yeah um anything else you guys want to add before we close it out um yeah we will be hopefully having be having an ep or an album um of duets coming out soon we've done you know albums in the past with our full full band um, on them. We've done one EP a while ago of just the two of us. So uh, since since we are um, kind of going to be extensively touring just the two of us starting this summer, um, we thought it'd be a good idea to get some new recordings of some duets like the ones we, we just yeah. played. So hopefully that'll be out sometime in either in June or July or something like that. But, yeah. Yeah. Tell everyone to like us on Spotify or follow us on oh, Spotify. Yes. Please follow us on Spotify. <laughs> and on Instagram, too. And Facebook, I guess. All that jazz. Gmail. 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 <laughs> That's a true, a true business yeah. move. <laughs> follow our Gmail. <laughs> well, great. Thank you guys awesome. so much. This yeah. was a lot of fun. Thank you guys Thanks for having, for having us. Me. Jenna and Mark. Yeah. We appreciate yeah. you guys having us on here. Yeah.